This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. What is up, San Diego? Welcome in on this Thursday afternoon. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. With you, some more Gwen and Chris. Uh, last night's World Series, uh, all of a sudden, it's looking a little bit different than it was going into the game. The uh, Houston Astros no-hit the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, a combined no-hitter. Um, shut down an offense that had been a juggernaut and handed Philly their first home loss of the postseason. Let me welcome in my two guys. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Chris. Howdy, howdy. How are you, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, this is the new day and age of baseball where we're supposed to be excited about a no-hitter that is pitched by four guys. Um, you know, pardon me if I'm not that impressed. Uh, Christian Javier was obviously very good, but it's hard to put that up there with Don Larson's perfect game in the 1956 World Series. Point Loma's own Don Larson, I might add. Uh, but only the second no-hitter in World Series history. Only the third in postseason. Two of them have been pitched at Citizens Bank Park. The other one was pitched by Roy Halladay for the Phillies back in the uh, divisional round many years ago. But, yeah, it, it lacked a little bit of drama. Uh, you know, not the same. as it, at least Why, not why to is me. it not as impressive for you? It's Well, I don't know. I think a no-hitter is something that's a, a singular achievement, or at least that's what I've always thought of it as. It's not anymore, um, but I mean, I, I, it just lacked in some drama. The no hitters, it's nice, but it's just another loss for the Phillies. Um, I think if one guy goes out there and pitches a no hitter on a World Series stage, that's a that's an unbelievable performance. Uh, Javier threw, I think, ninety five pitches, so there was no way he was going to make it through nine innings. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that the Phillies are such a great example of the all-or-nothing nature of today's offenses, if you go back to Game 3, what they do? They hit five home runs. Last night, they didn't hit any home runs, and they didn't get any hits. It's all-or-nothing in this day and age. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's the way it is. Um, Phillies, you, you swing for the fences. One night you connect, one night you don't. Are, are, and you're saying that all offenses are are much like that. Well, no, I can't say that all offenses are much like that because look at the Astros. I mean, their fifth inning yesterday was uh, three singles to load the bases, a hit batter and a double, uh, and a sacrifice fly. So, so this is this is more about 
the Phillies being Well, no, I think it's more the nature of baseball, though. I, I, I think it's the nature of baseball. I'm not, I'm not pinning it all on the Phillies. I think, in, in general, guys swing for the fences more often than they used to. Um, and as a result, the batting averages are way down. And so I'm not overly stunned that in one game a team could hit five home runs and in another game they could come up completely empty. Because that's kind of the what that's what teams they go for the launch angle they go for the long shot and uh, if you go for that you can and you don't get it there's nothing else to fall back on yeah no they definitely uh, went down in last night's ball game the series is now tied at two apiece and the Astros uh, did what the Padres could not do which was yeah. win a game in Philly force the series back to their place yeah. in Houston which. Outside of Philly, probably is the next place that actually has somewhat of a, a home or can have a home field advantage uh, because of how loud that place gets. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. The Astros, uh, they didn't do it in their, as you said, their kind of you know feast or famine uh, nature, and they're really not that way. Their offense is is really well rounded, and yeah. they showed that in in last night's ball game. In the way they they got their runs, they got a little bit of a break because Jeremy Pena has no clue how to bunt, and uh, they tried to have him bunt with runners at first and second after the first two guys singled in that fifth inning, and then he laced a single to left field with nothing better to do. You because you saw the look on Dusty Baker's face after he attempted that bunt. I think Dusty was just happy he didn't get injure himself. Uh, Dusty was like. Man, these guys. <laughs> I mean, that's at least the that's at least the notion I felt looking at Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker's face right there was like, ah, these guys just can't do those kinds of things. But uh, he came through with the base hit. They got a break. Alvarado was not on his game last night. The hit batter, I think, shook him up a little bit. And Bregman's a clutch hitter. I mean, uh, he got two strikes, just barely got a piece of one to stay alive, and then uh, lined one into the right field corner. That was the big hit of the game. He definitely uh, – he always seems to come up in those type of spots. And right. More often than not, finds He's a way Houston's to get version done. of Justin Turner to me. Good point. Like the last yeah. guy that you yeah. want to see come up is Alex Bregman because uh, he comes through and – you know, I think it kind of turns tonight into a must game for Philadelphia, the old must game that isn't a must game. But they obviously can't go back to Houston needing to win two games. So they're going to have to find a way to keep Justin Verlander winless in the World Series. It's absolutely crazy. You know, you look at the numbers of Verlander, but he's 0-6. How much will we be talking about that tomorrow? How, not, just us, not just us, but across yeah. the spectrum. How... How off? How how much will we be talking about Verlander? Because it wasn't really a, a point of conversation really coming into this playoffs, and now we've gotten here. It was brought up after Game One. It'll certainly be brought up during this next start. So it'll be brought up all night long. <laughs> I mean, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander's career is absolutely incredible, unbelievable. You know, I mean, he's not only you can't even say that he that he quote chokes in the big games. Because Justin Verlander, for his career in the playoffs, is fifteen and five. Right, right. In playoff good, good games, point. good point. So he always pitches, not always, but in playoffs, he's he's, he's really nearly good, nearly untouchable. Fifteen and five is really good. Fifteen and five with a three point oh four. If you take out his mark in the World Series, and then in the World Series, zero and six with a six point oh seven. This is a two hundred and fifty nine career game winner. For the Houston Astros, 
One of the best pitchers of this generation going to win the Cy Young this he year. He might be like the last that gets this high in wins that we see for, a for long, quite long some time. time. That's a great point, Tony, and the way that starters are used. And yet uh, just absolutely nothing at all in the World Series and uh, was given a 5 nothing lead in Game 1 of this World That's Series. That's right. That's right. And didn't hang on to it. And uh, eventually the Phillies came back to win that game. So, I mean, you kind of think that a guy with the status – a Verlander can put that out of his mind and just go up and just pitch his game tonight. But I, I, I can't imagine that's possible for him to do. I mean, this is his eighth start in the World Series, or ninth, and he's never won a game. It's got to be in the back of his head somewhere, and I think the Phillies have to try to get to him early and get him questioning himself. Yeah, the, 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 the I guess the, the magic question, the, 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 the big question, the bonus question is it, can he not allow that to be something that he's thinking about? Because that's yeah. how can you do that? that though, Tony? That's 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 it's tough. I, I mean, would imagine. I, I, you know, your dad would be the great example of somebody who's you know one of the greatest hitters of all time. But and I don't think this ever happened to him. But what if he had a 071 batting average in Montreal? You know, but everywhere else he hit you know 340. There's no way he'd go to Montreal and not at least. Have it cross his mind. Yeah, no, you definitely are. You definitely you know, man, it's dark so. in here. I don't know. The lighting isn't as as good. <laughs> Turn the lights on, Scraby. So, you know, did you that, pay the bill this month? That's that's that's. Uh, no, I didn't feed the hamster. Didn't feed the hamster. No. Huh? Uh, you know, there is another side to the Astros Phillies game. It's the Philly side, and obviously, when you're you've been no hit. Uh, you're after the game, you know, the, the media wants to ask you about that no-hitter. You're probably going to be a little salty. Certainly uh, Kyle Schwarber was just that. Just to be part of this end of baseball history, just how does it feel when you realize this is just the second World Series no-no? Yeah, I really don't give a <laughs> No, move on tomorrow. It's cool. History books, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Way to go, Kyle Schwarber. You are, if he wasn't my hero already in these playoffs, he has become my hero. Anybody, That's a real answer right there. Thank you, Kyle Schwarber. That is, that is exactly how I think most people, at least in their mind, would be thinking as that question is being asked. Can we, I was surprised that he didn't cut him off and say that like mid-question. Let I think me tell I know where you Chris something. is going. Well, you know where I'm going. I think he. I, Don't ever ask somebody how it feels. Yes, that's to have something that obvious <laughs> no. and bad happen to you. That has to. They has to be asked was by someone. A, was how do a, I was, feel? Was that a bad question? If you it's ask not. that, it's not a bad question. I don't think it's a bad question. Oh, it's an awful question. It's a, it's, it's a question it's, that needs to be asked, though. No, it doesn't need to be asked. It to, does. to ask it in that manner. I don't think it is just pathetic journalism. How does it feel to be no hit? I don't think oh, it's just tremendous. Let me tell you. I loved it. Let me tell you something, Scraby. I would have I would give anything. Almost I'd give ten years off my life to see you back in the day as a cub reporter. Oh, here we go. Walk, We're living the old days again. Not the old days, but I'd love to see you walk into Tommy Lasorda's office <laughs> after the Dodgers got no hit and ask him, Well, Skip. How did it feel to be no hit in the World Series? That wait, not just that wasn't just a question. He also said, "You guys are going to like go down in, in yeah. history for, for, like for the record." Books. That part I would have left out. That part I, mean, I would have left out. How does how does that feel? Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> I would have phrased it different. Tommy Lasorda would have 
ran a blue streak <laughs> and just obliterated you for a question that stupid. If, Dude, if that person's not going to ask Kyle Schwarber, the next person's going to ask Kyle Schwarber. Well, well, listen, regardless, it doesn't, got to do it doesn't really matter. Who asked is probably, I think it's the obvious you should yeah. you should expect a response. Scrabby, like do yourself a sure. favor. I, do I, yourself a favor oh and, gosh, and go, go back. <laughs> I, I am going to turn back the book. Of it was a Sunday afternoon, of course, at Dodger are. Stadium. If I could turn back time. So Sunday afternoon at Dodger Stadium, the Chicago Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dave Kingman hit three home runs to beat the Dodgers. His third home run of the day came in extra innings. A young journalist by the name of Paul Olden had the misfortune to ask Tommy Lasorda the famous question, what did you think of Kingman's performance? <laughs> and all I want you to do, Scraby, is go back and look that up. Now, do not play it on the air. No, no, no. Because we, we will be before. removed from... Chris is just doing story time that we've talked about many times before. So uh, I've never heard this before. You've well, never heard Tommy Lasorda's no, no, response I've, to the question? I've heard the response. Oh, okay. I've never heard the, we have, yeah, tell the, the story, story that goes it. along no, with it. I never uh, heard that. I, I think that you a, can't ask that obvious of a question think, to somebody who's obviously ticked off. I think, A, Tommy Lasorda needs to not be a baby and answer the question. Is this how you talk about the dead? Sure. Wow. <laughs> I mean... The guy, the guy is going to get mad at a question like your team gave up three home runs to someone else, but you can't answer a question about it. Come on now, not a stupid question I mean, like that. Do your homework. I mean, you could come up with a better question. I agree, that. you could come up with a better. But question. that's that's what that's why he was irritated. I, I'm not saying that. I mean, listen, he is entitled to ask the question. Tommy, in that case, is certainly entitled to react the way he does, and it should nobody should feel any type of way about it. You you asked a question. You got the response. You got the response you deserved. uh, Chris, I have a question about your fantasy football team. This is the uh, fantasy football media broadcast here, and uh, your team's not been very good this year. It's actually been pretty bad. See, I just want to point this out now. Like, this is this started from the moment Chris walked in the door today. Yeah, I don't know why this is like this. Your boy Scraby decided to to go in on him immediately for being the third one in in the room. It was a joke. And ever since then. He's just been trying to take little shots at Chris. So I just want to point it out because... He's I, been trying to take little shots at me. <laughs> I just want to point it out because I know at some point you guys will run into Scraby and you'll be like, you know, Tony and Chris treat you... They don't treat you well. That's true. It's not, it's not, it's not true. <laughs> Chris, I'm not disagreeing with you that it's a bad question. I just don't think it's a... It's an inappropriate question. It's a totally inappropriate question. And I'm okay question. with Kyle Schwarber giving the answer that I did. He gave his his exact thoughts. But we can agree that it's not a good question, right? The way he phrased it, no. I wouldn't be like, you guys were so bad tonight that you got no hit. How does it feel to know he that? He didn't say that. I, I know. I'm para... <laughs> you guys are testing my patience today. Oh, my God. It's going to be one of those short shows today. We're with you guys till 4.30. <laughs> Thursday night football. Yeah, we can't wait around today. We got to get yeah. our shots in on Scraby early. <laughs> what? Who's the Who's the Thursday night game today? Uh, it's, it's Philadelphia and Houston. Yes, that's that's right. all of the games today: baseball and football. Oh, that's right. How about that? 
Philadelphia, Houston, across the board, World Series, Thursday night football, which is on this station. We got more Gwen and Chris on the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's my opinion of Kingman's performance? What the... Do you think Bleep. my opinion of it is? I think it was... Bleep. Put that in. I don't... Bleep. Care. What's my opinion of his performance? Bleep. He beat us with three... Bleep. Home runs. What the... Bleep. Do you mean, what's my opinion of his performance? <laughs> How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his performance? Bleep. He hit three home runs. Bleep. I'm... Bleep. Off to lose a bleep. And you ask me my opinion of his performance? I mean, that's a tough question to ask me. What's my opinion of his performance? Oh, man. That's what Tommy said, huh? That was Tommy's response to the uh, great question, what did he think of Kingman's performance? From Paul Olden, very similar to what Kyle Schwarber came back with last night after he was asked, how did it feel to be uh, only the second team ever that- no hit in a World Series game? I really don't give a that a boy, Kyle. That was, that a boy, that was Kyle. the extended version from Tommy. Kyle, yeah, Tommy got the extended version. Tommy got warmed up, man. Look out. Get out of his way. Uh, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 221 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. We do have a uh, jam-packed show for you today. Sam Fortier from the uh, Washington Post is going to be with us. Going to discuss this uh, Sell, uh, sell, and the uh, the investigation going on with the Washington Commanders football team and uh, Daniel Snyder, and get some get some dirt from Sam Fortier. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, coming up in the three o'clock hour, John Heyman will give us his pr- opinion of the uh, Phillies' performance last night in Game Four of the World Series. Our Odyssey MLB Insider. We've got the Daily Gambit, Chris versus the fans, and uh, also today a little Gwyn and Chris. NFL pick them. Um, is it is it Ben Higgins' birthday today? And I hear it. I is, believe it uh, is. I heard. Yeah, happy birthday, birthday Ben. I do. Hardest working man in San Diego. He probably is. It would be hard to argue I, that. You're. You're. I in was the just running. about to say. I mean, you're the only other guy in the running that I can think of. Yeah. No. His, the two his job you. seems harder. 
Well, to me, at least. Well, he starts he, being as he has to start at six a.m. and he doesn't get done right. with the TV right. till eleven thirty p.m. Right. His days are longer. And there's not a there's not a whole lot of rest in between. I'm that. squeezing more in in the time that I have. His day is extended. Though. Yeah. Ooh, six thirty. Who is Ugh. Matt Ryan, and why did he make Tony Gwynn Jr. so happy last night? Is that his name, Matt Ryan? Yes, I had that. What a shot that was, I was Tony. thinking quarterback, and I was I like, know. yeah, why, Matt Ryan did not... Uh, not do anything did. to make you happy last <laughs> night. But the other guy named Matt Ryan did. What a shot he makes off an inbounds pass. Hey, all listen. the way across court, catches it, lets it fly, a three-pointer, ties it up. Sends the Lakers to overtime, it, and they beat the Pelicans last first night. First of all, it's nice to have a, what they call – well, I think we got to win one more to get a winning streak. It's it's the numbers at two. They've won two in a row. Two in a row. Um, it's the first time I've ever, like, been – you know, as you know, I record the games, and so I'm fast-forwarding through because I was well behind. Yes. Lakers were up Lakers 16, were up 16. Right? I was feeling good. They had good. the game locked up, and then it slipped away. And when you've watched it, your team enough, you know when it's starting to slip away. And so as it started to slip away, I started fast-forwarding a little bit. You started bit. getting – uh, what, what was the look on your face? Disgust? Yeah, utter disgust? It was disgust. It yeah. was pure disgust. Yeah. And I, the, the possession before my guy for the Pelicans missed the two free throws, they fouled him, and I just like – I was getting ready to just turn it off. Sure. And I accidentally hit the speed fast forward button. Uh oh. And I and they're in overtime. And I was like, What happened? So How did I, we get to overtime? <laughs> Wait, something good just happened. So I had to rewind it. And uh I saw the the first of all it was a brilliantly designed play by Darvin Ham. Not and bad. Not a, bad. A, a great pass to get it there by Reeves and then as you said, Matt Ryan with the he sh- you know the funny thing is he was I think he was two for eight on the night. He's three for nine three, after that. After one. that, so two for eight going into that shot, he shot that like he had made all nine shots, all eight shots at that point. A lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. Yeah, I didn't know who Matt Ryan was. Quite uh, frankly, I didn't either. He's a college guy from a rookie from Chattanooga. Uh, was he could shoot. It. He attended six seven shooter, and uh, the Lakers, you know, as you know, has has been the case all year. Didn't shoot well. At all, they shot twenty-seven percent from three-point range. LeBron was zero for seven, but uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, made five three-pointers. You know what else? And helped the Lakers stay in the hunt. What they did was they defended, and the Pelicans coming into that game were one of the top offenses in all of, I think, number one offense in all of all yeah, of basketball. They held them to thirty-two percent. Yeah, they they played defense, and so despite their you know, below average offense at this point. They're in every ball game. And so, you know, I'm encouraged. I am encouraged. Russell Westbrook, another uh, good game off the bench. I think he had 13, 8, and 7 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Well, the Lakers, let's put it this way, Tony. They're only a half game behind the defending NBA champions right now. The Golden State Warriors are just 3-5. and Yeah, they're struggling a little bit. They've lost three in a row. And uh, they're uh, going back to work tonight in Orlando, where the Magic are one and seven. So uh, it's been kind of a flip-flopped Western Conference early in this NBA season. You've got Utah up near the top. You've got San Antonio up near the top. Oklahoma City is over five hundred, and then at the bottom you've got the Warriors and the Lakers. So how long will it last? We'll see how long that lasts. It is still so early. That's why I mean. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers, but when they were ready to throw the entire team into the trash at 0-4, <laughs> right. 
I thought that was a little early. I mean, you got to at least wait a couple of months, see what a team looks like. Everybody's going to have a four-game losing streak, uh, probably at some point in the season. The Bucks are seven and zero right now, but you know the schedule's been very favorable for the Bucks. They've played six of their seven games at home, and um, you know they've taken advantage of that. They're a good basketball team. I think the really exciting game last night was was at Boston and Cleveland. Remarkable yeah, yeah. game. Tatum makes the uh, tying shot. Dunk. To send it to overtime, just drives in and dunks over about six guys. But uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers came uh, came through out the other side. They won the ball game to go to six and one. So a little NBA for you. But uh, NFL tonight, Philadelphia and Houston. We're going to have our NFL picks a little bit later on. This uh, looks like a mismatch. Right, I mean Philadelphia is undefeated. Houston's won only one game. They're also playing, uh, I think, nine rookies tonight. Houston is. Oh, and, that sounds fun. And the spread on this game, we'll talk about it in the daily gambit, but a little preview. It's uh, the uh, who's playing tonight? <laughs> Eagles. That was so stupid. What in the world are you doing? <laughs> I know. Eagles. The Eagles are favored by thirteen and a half points. Yeah, it's a big spread game. for an NFL game. It's crazy. Yeah, I just uh, forgot what I was talking about in the middle of my sentence. I, you know what? I sneezed this morning and I sprained my shoulder. Really interesting. Talk it, about topics coming in out of left field. <laughs> I know, and I'm just what I'm saying is, is that I'm getting older and my brain is not the one it, way it used to be, as opposed to like what last week when it was sharp and <laughs> yep. everything was. Yeah, I just I must have aged like seven years last night or something like that. My brain just is not working. That sneeze has thrown you off. It really has. All right. Well, Thanks, uh, not only do we have we have Philadelphia, Houston. Football for you here on 97.3 The Fan following our program at 4.30. But, of course, it'll be Houston at Philadelphia in Game 5 of the World Series. Kind of a uh, ironic twist to the sports schedule tonight as the uh, World Series gets interesting now, tied at two games apiece. And if the Phillies are going to win it, they like I said, I think they, they pretty much have to find a way to beat Verlander again tonight. And uh, I was going to ask, if they show a shot of Kate Upton – in the eighth inning, and the Astros are losing seven to nothing tonight. I'm hoping Kate's reaction will be a little more subdued than it was the other night. <laughs> tonight her hubby's on fun, the huh? hill. Tonight her hubby is on the hill. Yeah, so. she needs to have her game face on tonight. Noah Syndergaard's going to start for Philadelphia. I, I, how long are you going to go? Three innings? Four innings? I think I mean, they take three. They would take sure. three. Yeah, and then get into that bullpen. You know, the one thing I'll say about Rob Thompson that I like the uh, the topper. The manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, so nicknamed because he was always on top of everything. So I kind of like his nickname, but I like the fact that he's willing to use his high leverage reliever, you know, in the fifth inning. It didn't work last night, but who would you rather had in there? I mean, Alvarado comes in, bases loaded, nobody out, and you say, hey, you know, do your thing. I mean, the guy's been practically unhittable, but, you know, I think the hit batter threw him off and, uh, you know, the Astros ended up getting to him. But then he took Alvarado right out. So after, you know, four batters or something. So he still yeah. probably got, you know, can use him again tonight. But I think more and more managers are going to start doing this. I, I don't know, like, I mean, from the Padres' perspective, does Bob Melvin start using Josh Hader in the sixth or seventh inning once in a while <laughs> in a key moment in a game? I think it's something that needs to be thought about more by skippers around baseball. I think skippers do that a lot. Excuse me. <clears throat> It's not the first time we've seen um, guys come in before their time. I mean, there also has to be buy-in on that, right? Like, um, 
as we've as we discussed, you know, in postseason, I think most of the time you'll get buy-in. I think most guys will do it, but um, not every team and not every guy is uh, is comfortable pitching just in any spot whenever you want me right right yeah, and they so, like to know when they're going to pitch they like that they like that and that's that you know and you know i think as i said this isn't they're the team that's doing it right now uh it's not unusual at all to see guys come in sixth inning seventh and phillies have done it all postseason really right and it's worked for them <laughs> yeah. but it did not work last night and that's why the series is tied at two all right very interesting story Going on in Washington, D.C., Dan Snyder has hired uh, Bank of America Securities to explore the sale of his football team. In the meantime, they are under investigation from uh, uh, authorities, uh, the misrepresentation, mishandling of funds. It's quite the mess Dan Snyder and the Washington commanders are in the middle of. We're going to find out a little bit more about it with Sam Forty of the Washington Post when Gwen and Chris returns. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 237 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, Sam Fortier will join us shortly, Washington Post, talk a little bit about the Commanders and uh, their sticky wicket, as my uh, man Jesse Agler would say. Name and logo. <laughs> was, that, was that supposed to happen there? Yes, because I that was my reaction to them no longer being the... Washington football yes, team. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. The agony in Chris's voice. <laughs> maybe I have to share that with Sam Fortier when he comes maybe, on. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, so we'll get into some conversations about that as well. Uh, yeah, Chris, this is, uh, I mean, I know we're going to have him on here in a sec, but this is this is a, a, a pretty big um change in direction yeah. for uh for dan snyder yeah who, i wonder that's kind of one of the questions i want to ask is why has he changed his tune so quickly just a uh, a few weeks ago he was threatening to out everybody in the nfl with all of the information and dirt he supposedly had on all the other owners yeah and he was going to dig in and fight now all of a sudden it appears that he's looking to uh to sell his football team so We'll see how that all turns out. I don't know if we have a minute here, Scraby, but when's he coming on? Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of him right now. But you do have a minute. I have a minute. I wanted to just mention that I was very saddened today by the passing of Uh, Hall of Fame punter Ray Guy. Uh, I know he's before your guys' time, but uh, this guy was considered the greatest punter in the history of the sport, and uh, so much so that he's in the Hall of Fame. And I I believe he's still the only punter who's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 
But the funny thing about Ray Guy is you look at his statistics, his average of 42.4 yards per punt only ranks him 61st all-time in the punting annals. But he seemed to punt like the guys do now back, back in the in 70s, 70s when yeah. no one else kicked like that. And he was a first-round draft choice by Al Davis, who was criticized for doing that. But Ray Guy was that good and uh, was that much of a game-changer. So. One of my favorite punters of all time. Yeah, 72 years of age, passing yeah. dealing with a, a, an illness for, for quite some time, it sounded like, and certainly ahead of his time. Uh, so, yes, uh, condolences to his family. All right, let's, uh, let's talk some football. Let's talk some Washington Commanders. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. Sam, thank you for joining us. Thanks for giving us some of your time. Yeah, of course. No problem. Uh, I got to ask, it, it wasn't that long ago that Dan Snyder seemed hell-bent on, on not selling and it went as far as supposedly, or at least from what we read, uh, threatening to kind of out some of his other owners. Now, all of a sudden, it sounds like he, he's had a change of heart. What happened? In, uh, in 2014, he said he was not going to change his franchise's name. And he said, he told a reporter, you can use all caps, never. And he did that, too. So there is a precedent here for him digging his heels in and then ultimately having to to change his tune. So uh, we don't exactly know um, why this is happening right now, but I think that there's a lot of things you can look to. Certainly, you know, half a dozen investigations uh, that are, you know, kind of upcoming or ongoing. um, And also, you know, money could be a factor. there's, There's a lot of reasons why this could be happening right now. How bad of a guy is Daniel Snyder, Sam? I mean, not just from a TMZ perspective, but I, I mean, just I mean, it sounds like almost everything we read about this guy, you don't hear very much positive at all. Does he have any relationship at all with the media in D.C.? And if so, how does that how does that go? Yeah, that's a, a little bit of a difficult question for me. I, I've come in. I really started covering this team in early 2020, uh, and he has never done. Uh, a media availability with any of us. I've seen him out at practice, um, you know, regularly before he was suspended after the investigation by the league and uh, intermittently since. You'll see him at the stadium sometimes, but he, he doesn't have a lot of interaction with the public. Uh, he took a picture with Jerry Jones on the field a little bit uh, earlier this year um, in what some people saw as a, a defiant move. Um, but really, you know, no relationship uh with the media at all and it's been a long time since he was the young brash mid-30s guy who came in and was going to transform this franchise in 1999 sam you know oftentimes when a a franchise is struggling it kind of works from the top down how much of an effect has this had on this football team um, the psyche, uh, not necessarily on the field, but it, it does set somewhat of a, of a tone, I would think, as everything kind of trickles down. <laughs> I mean, you would think, but I think, at, you know, at some point, this might be a little bit bigger, but there are so many times in throughout the last three years that this team has been uh, in the news for negative reasons, whether it's changing their name, whether it's their defensive coordinator calling January 6th a dust-up, whether it is, uh, you know, just there are endless reasons, uh, you know, coach and player disputes. You know, there's just a lot of chaos around this team inherently. Like, I don't really get to cover football as much as probably other football beat writers get to mm-hmm. just because there's so many, you know, you have the FBI out here raiding for a, for a pill-pushing 
head trainer. So, I mean, it, it's constant. Um, and I think that that has allowed players to maybe uh, get used to it over the years, for lack of a better phrase. Well, there are investigations uh, apparently undergoing uh, attorney generals in Virginia and Washington, D.C. regarding financial improprieties. That's uh, as you said, Sam. I mean, you're you're just a sports writer. You'd love <laughs> you'd love to cover games, and now you're involved in all of these awful goings ons and potential doings and whatnot. What is the reaction in Washington D.C. to, or the early reaction to the notion that Daniel Snyder might be looking to sell here, and that maybe eventually the football fans in the, the nation's capital might be out from on out from under all of this. There is certainly a large segment of the fan base to whom this would be one of the happiest days of their lives as a fan. Right. I mean, th- there is uh, – it's not just, um, you know, the losses in the last couple of years. It's not just the scandals, right? It's, it's everything. I mean, in 1999 when Daniel Snyder bought the team, this was the most valuable sports franchise in the world, according to Forbes. It was bigger than any soccer team. It was bigger than the Cowboys the Patriots, the New York Yankees. This was a premier cultural institution in America, and how far it has fallen cannot be overstated. Some of that because of, you know, culture and, and technology and shifts that we've seen in the world. Some of it due to the you know lack of on-field performance uh, and some of it due to the scandals here. But how far it has fallen is, is remarkable. And for people that remember those glory years well, it, this just doesn't even feel like close to the same thing. Sam Fortier joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And Sam, all right, you want to talk some football? Let's talk a little bit of football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carson Wentz um, has, has, was traded for. He's come over. Um, and the commanders haven't played that great. Uh, they seem to look a little bit better with, with Heineke behind center. It, where, where is the direction that this, that this football team is going on the field in terms of their quarterback position? Yeah, there's two ways that you can look at this. If you're a guy who likes Taylor Heineke, who thought he pl- played well last year and did a good job, you can say, hey, look, you know, Taylor's scrambling ability allows him, allows him to avoid pressure. It allows him to create. He has, uh, he has the it factor. He has the fire. He has the teammates behind him. And, and this, you know, three-game win streak really just proves that. Um, and if you're a guy that is not a Heineke fan, I think you can point to, hey, you know, Carson Wentz was for the first time in his NFL career in a new offense. He's a guy that holds the ball a little bit longer anyway. He was going to take some time to acclimate, and, and you need to get through more than six games to, to prove whether you're the guy or not. And if you look at some of the throws that Carson Wentz made early in the year, they're throws that, that Taylor Heineke is simply not capable of making just yeah. because of arm strength. That's nothing against the guy. So, uh it's going to be a really interesting challenge for Ron Rivera. If they win two more games and Carson's ready to come back off IR, then, then maybe you know they go forward. But uh, I, I think right now it's too early to tell because Ron Rivera might just ride the hot hand. Sam Fournier, Washington Post. We're talking a little uh, commander's football, and I still hate talking commander's football because I'd rather be talking about the football team. Uh, this was my reaction, Sam on the show when we found out that they were no longer going to be called the Washington football team. Name and logo. <laughs> that was way back when, when they said, no, they're going to be the commanders. I was, I was, I could not be consoled, but how has the name gone over there now that it's been, uh, had a little, little time to, to, to generate around town? Yeah, I think there's always, anytime you change a name that was 
controversial yet iconic uh, in, in, I think, a lot of markets more than just D.C. Uh, it, it's going to be a rough transition if you listen to the team. Uh, I think things have gone over pretty well, and, and they're happy with the way that that's trending. If you listen to a lot of fans around here, I think there's still mixed feelings. Not a lot of people are just kind of ambivalent about it. I think you have some people who like it uh, and, and will ride with this team because it's their local team. And, you know, it'd be like hating your high school because they changed the mascot, although I know some people do that too. Um, but uh, but I, I think mostly uh, people just kind of view it as a team. It's not what it used to be. Uh, Terry McLaren is is one of the premier wide receivers. He had to seem to have a moment from Indianapolis. Uh, had his his boys there. It looked like, and uh, he's turned himself into uh, one of the, the the top receivers in the NFL. Is is there any concern with the with the Commanders that you know they're letting his good years go by here? They've had chances to move on from him, but they've they've continued to keep him on this roster. Oh yeah, I, I think his. Uh, retaining him this summer, giving him that contract, was not just a football decision, though he is an excellent receiver. I mean, he has a pretty sterling reputation, big character guy. I mean, Ron Rivera, the head coach, said it was important for them to keep him for the business side, too, to show people, hey, this organization is not in the past. We are committed to developing and retaining good people, good, talented people who excel at their job. Um, And so, yes, like you pointed out, he had a homecoming he's from indianapolis very proudly he went home and uh he made the play that basically won them the game and he had a you know a jump ball over one of the best corners in football uh in front of all his boys and in front of his high school teachers and coaches and it was a really special moment i think for him to be there and and one of the only i can remember where the biggest story of the day uh was was on the field was actually football huh I think the other one other story, Sam, that we should touch on real quickly is the shooting of uh, running back Brian Robinson Jr., a uh, 23-year-old running back for the for the Commanders who was shot on August the 28th and has uh, managed to come back and is actually playing football right now. They they had a uh, an arrest, uh, I guess, yesterday. A uh, 17-year-old male juvenile was arrested in relation to that shooting. What kind of guy is Brian Robinson, and how how remarkable is his story this year? It is really incredible to me that he is not only, uh, you know, back uh, like in the facility, but playing football and and really it's a testament to to his mindset, to his physical ability. You know, he's very lucky um, and fortunate um, that that was not a more serious uh, incident. And, and, you know, he talked about today, you know, it does give him a little bit of peace of mind because it was, it was a totally random thing. I lived uh, about a half mile from, from where he was shot and, it's, it's a place, you know, it's a couple blocks from, like, my favorite restaurant in the city that I've taken my parents to before. And it is just not something um, that I think you ever expect um, to, to see. And so, you know, it was a totally random incident. Um, so he, he said it did bring him a little bit of closure that they found one of the suspects, even though one of them remains at large. Um, and so, you know, really it, it's a testament to the character and, and perseverance of Brian Robinson that he's not just back, but one of the lead backs yeah. for this team. Yeah, certainly uh, got back, got healthy, and it is being is one of the lead dogs in that backfield. Sam, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll catch up again later. Yeah, of course, guys. Uh, thanks as always for having me. Good job, Sam. That, that was Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. 
find new roads. Apparently they uh, apparently they put a shot of uh, Daniel Snyder's uh, wife, Tanya Snyder, on the video board while they were playing Green Bay I heard on about October this. 23rd. Didn't and go she well. was doing a she didn't go well. She was doing a PSA for breast cancer. Right. So this was she wasn't live on the board. No, she yeah. was trying to do a, you know, nice thing in the community and uh the fans in uh, DC started chanting sell the team mm. while she's trying to, you know, doing this PSA for breast cancer. That's that's not a knock on the fans. It's necessary to me necessarily. It's just more of an indication of how much the dislike there is in Washington DC for Daniel Snyder and you know, if you don't know all of the the sordid details of, you know, you know, what this guy has been accused of, you know, you everybody's got an internet, you can look it all up. It's it's hard to really repeat all of it. I don't really feel like getting into it. But he just seems like a bad guy. And there are good people and there are bad people and uh he seems like one of those on that side and hopefully it's time for him to move on. But as I said yesterday, before you go out the door, I want to hear all the dirt you Drop have. Drop some of that Jones laundry that and, you have with you. <laughs> Drop some of that laundry on Stephen Ross, because I'd like to see him get let go as owner of the Dolphins to let him go out the door. Some of these guys are, they're really pieces of work, Don. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, game four, right? No, game five. Four. Five. 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 We're up to five. Game five. Two-two series. Uh, starts in, what, another two-hour, three Two, two hours. Two hours, basically. A little over two hours. You good, You've been hanging you're, out you're with Scraby okay. all day? I know. Are you uh, okay with the numbers? I'm, I'm, What's going on? I'm struggling <laughs> with my math today, guys. Leave me alone. All right. Uh, Verlander and... Syndergaard. That's right. Three innings. Are you okay today? Three innings. Just, you know, just having... Uh, okay. Just, just to, making sure. Just having a moment. Just having a moment. You know what, Scrape? I've had enough of you already, dude. You, you're going at Chris, now you're going at no, me. No, I was just about to say, uh, I had a moment like that earlier in the show where I forgot who was playing the football game tonight. Right. In mid-sentence. So don't, don't, don't be in a glass house and throw stones, man. Don't do that. Uh, be supportive of your fellow <laughs> Tony, you got talent. this. You got this, Tony. You got this, Chris. That's better. Uh, you're, hey, did you see that your favorite wide receiver uh, is is like once again done for the season? Thank goodness he wasn't on my roster. For oh, you the didn't third have Michael Thomas this year, huh? It would have been the third year in a row that I was stupid enough to take Michael Thomas. But going on IR, likely going to miss the rest of the season. He's having toe surgery. He's not really played in a game now in four seasons. I know he played a little bit earlier this year, but the Michael Thomas uh, hero days are over. Yeah. He, what did he do? He caught the all-time record, right? Yeah. 147 catches or something. Has that been beaten, Scraby, in the last couple of years? I don't believe I don't so. Think so. And yeah. that was his last full year playing. Right. Remember how stubborn he was being about that ankle and, like, not – you know, and it's not an ankle this time. It's a it's a toe, but still, like, I wonder if it's on the same foot because it could all be related. Somehow. You no, know, it can be. Uh, in the NBA world, James Harden, M- he's, month he's, he's out a month. See yeah. a lot of foot injuries across sports right now, and those are tough ones. You know who knows all about too well about those is our guy Bill Walton, because uh, yeah. that's what really derailed his career once he got to the NBA. Because a foot injury, how do you stay off your foot? Espe- uh, yeah, you can't. It's really tough. You can't, especially in those two sports specifically. Very Basketball, tough. football. Yeah. A lot of pounding. Cooper Cup had 145 catches last year, but that Came up Mike, short. Michael Thomas is still the guy. Still got the record. And was, he, he had the most catches in the NFL 2018 and 2019. 
Yeah, he yeah, was good. I mean, Drew Brees was his quarterback, too, so he just, just fed him. <laughs> didn't hurt. <laughs> didn't hurt at all. All right, let's uh, get to break. Daily Gambit on the way. Got some football bets. Got some World Series bets. Well, getting Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 